Hello, this is Expressing Motherhood. Actually, it's Lindsay Cabot with Expressing Motherhood, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in to our podcast. You get to hear our stories that have been shared on stage. Um, I started recording the stories not really until last December. I've always been very protective of the stories and the women and men in them. And just wanted them, you know, a lot of what people share is really intimate. And so I wanted to honor that and not have them think about me recording them and putting it out there on Facebook or the YouTube. Um, but I, but people have been really receptive to being on the podcast, having their stories uploaded. And so I hope you're enjoying them, especially if you are in another, another city and you've never seen our show. You're about to listen to Heva Bourne. Heva is a mom here in Los Angeles. She's a performer and an actress. And um, she loves being a mama most of her time. She said, okay, I read that wrong. She loves being a mama, and most of her time is spent cleaning the same three square feet under the eating table. She is currently finding herself. She didn't know you could lose yourself twice in one lifetime. And she loves expressing motherhood, her babies, Brendan and Caffeine. And I loved having her in the show. So without further ado, here is Heva in Expressing Motherhood. Hi, my name is Heva. I am the worst mother ever. (laughs) This is my first time doing this. No, I don't burn cigarettes out of my children, but still. I'm an actress. (laughs) When was the last time I worked? Oh man, I want to be on Grey's Anatomy so bad, so bad. And I live in Van Nuys. I used to live in Venice. The valley is fucking hot. My experience with motherhood, holy shit, am I going to say this out loud, is not what I thought it would be. Nopes. It's so much more and so much less. More, more, more love and so, so, so much guilt. I now have an intimate relationship with guilt, which I never wanted. I have two kids. Truly, they are the most wonderful people ever. And they each have four names. Man, the shit people give me for that. I am so proud to call them by their Hawaiian names, Kavena and Kavehi. Usually people call them by their English names, which he got to give them. Did I bargain away too much? And who knew how much bargaining went into naming the most important people in the world? When they were born, holy shit, I was already so old. (laughs) A couple of years apart, I begged for that second. I wanted a do-over. It was tough on my body. Christ, on a stick, it was like being cut in half alive. In fact, it was that exactly. Both births nearly literally killed me. With my first, I thought I'd be Earth Mama, and the baby would slip out (laughs) while I was swimming in the ocean at dusk. After 42 hours labor, I spiked a fever and had to have an emergency C-section that debilitated me for months. With my second, my uterus ruptured. It literally ripped and tore open and left the doctors with an 18-minute window to get baby out safely. It was tough on my heart. Well, I was also in a panic state about my relationship with their father. Jesus, fuck, he told me after the baby was born that he wasn't really sure he wanted kids and also not big on monogamy. It was tough on my mind. Sleeplessness. So tired, torture tired. I would get angry because if I wasn't angry, 
I wouldn't get up. At least anger was energy to change diapers, feed babies, and not live in filth. I did call the child abuse hotline on myself. My oldest was two and a half years old my, when my youngest was born, and she had every right to have big feelings, and I just yelled at her. I just yelled. Because, you know, you always feel safe and loved when the person who is your world is just yelling at you. (laughs) And tough on my soul, my greatest regret is the first month that the first baby was born. At night, she slept in a sleeper in my mom's room on a pile of papers on the desk. Not near me, not in my room but on a cold desk near an old lady who could hardly take care of herself. I have no words for how much I utterly failed my baby to hold her, to bond with her, and to mother her. Since then, I've been recovering by getting fat or staying fat or whatever. (laughs) I want to exercise. I think a lot about exercise. (laughs) I have yet to work out as a routine. I want to be successful. I think a lot about the perfect part-time job as opposed to the reality-based, super-paying dance teacher job. And I want to eat well. I think a lot (laughs) about eating well. Diet. I am so mad I even have to think that word. I had a strong dancer body pre-progenies. And it's not even like diet. Fuck, it's like light starvation. (laughs) And I don't want to pass that bullshit down to my babies. So I've started being okay with doing things for myself. What the fuck? Okay. I've always been okay with wanting to do things for myself. It was when I had to do them for someone else that it broke my mind. I went to the doctor after my, my children were born and my father had passed away, and I was diagnosed with adjustment disorder. Yes. That is exactly what it sounds like. Difficulty adjusting to your life. So I've reached out for help. I broke down on a friend's couch at a party. I stopped seeing a therapist I was faking it for. And I reconsidered Prozac. Still haven't taken it. I now know I am one of the biggest assholes in the world. Here's a case where there actually is a pill that could cure what I have, and I'm not taking it. I am feeling better. I have so fucked up the make things wonderful before five years old caution. Oh, please don't let them be asshole serial killers or really unhappy cutters or people who don't vote. (laughs) I know it's not only up to me, but please let me do it better and let them be okay. I do feel hope and I am less angry now than I was before. And well, I want to be there to see them and who and what they like for sleepovers and school graduations, that they survived me and are well in spite of my failures, that they can handle it, that we can handle it together.